Welcome, dear friends, to the Taviren, a Wheel of Time podcast hosted by three gentlemen for whom the very wheel itself bends around. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Bill, Rob, and Rich. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the Taviren, a Wheel of Time podcast. I am your humble host, Rob. And today we're going to have any truncated version of the podcast today. Uh, it's going to be just me. One thing about being able to have three hosts is that it makes it more convenient. If one can't make it, we can still run with two. However, in this case, neither of the three of us can get together at a specific time. So I'm going to take the reins today solo. We are not going to go over any chapters because... We love the banter and back and forth as we discuss our thoughts on each chapter, and it wouldn't be fair for me just to take the reins by myself. So, um, like I said, I'm going to have an truncated uh, podcast today. I'm going to give everybody an update on some of the counters that we've been tracking so far through roughly the first half of the first book. So hopefully next week we'll get at least two, hopefully all three of us, get back into the swing of things as we talk about the traveling, traveling people, the tinkers, and the way of the leaf. One thing I can let you guys know, we didn't have any new iTunes reviews or, or Apple Podcast reviews, but we did get an email. We got a great email from one of our listeners, uh, Mr. Sarkis Najarian. Thanks a lot, Sarkis, for the for the email and the great thoughts. I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna read it here online, but I am going to paraphrase some of the words for uh, not wanting to give away any potential spoilers to those who are following along for the first time. Hey guys, love the podcast. I am currently listening to Lord of the Chaos and realized something that you guys had mentioned and wanted to let you know. You had said when Moraine does the illusion trick in book one where she scares the White Cloaks. You had said it never happens again and you were wondering if, it was, if it's really growing or an illusion. Boom. Lord of Chaos. Chapter 10. Two different Aes to die in the tavern also or talk about the spell. Uh, one of the Aes to die does the spell and the other kind of explains it. Fire and air forms an illusion that makes her look like she's growing larger and is able to present a booming voice. Okay, okay, that is all. Keep fighting the good fight, friends, Sarkis. So once again, Sarkis, thank you very much for the email. This was one of those things, there's such an iconic scene in the first book that I personally tried to scour my brain to see if it had happened again. I was wondering if it had happened in the later chapters of, of the later books. Couldn't We couldn't find anything there from my own memory files, uh, I guess Bill hadn't either, but absolutely, we, we agree that, that it did happen again, and and uh, looks like that a couple of unnamed Aes Sedai sisters give us a little background on what it is. So, in, in the scene with Moraine, there was contact where one of the White Cloaks did swing at him. My, the my, my theory, of course, from the start was that it was an illusion, and my thought was that maybe Lan kind of parried his blow while in the guise of Moraine. I, I believe that this was an illusion. I think Bill was the one trying to tell us a physical growth and a physical enhancement spell. Eh, sorry, Bill. That's one strike in your corner. Sorry, buddy. All right, so moving on from there, Wheel of Time news. No real news except that, I think we mentioned it last week, that they have started filming or have started at least the sit-downs and script reading, some of the preliminary events for the uh, Amazon series. One thing I can say is that I'm loving all the tweets coming from the cast and crew from the show. 
I think uh, Josh Stradowski has sent out a couple tweets of him walking around the streets. That one group photo, uh, group selfie that the Rosenbund took, that was great as well. And I think one of the I'm gonna I'm sorry I'm blanking on her name right now because I don't have the information in front of me, but one of the showrunners, not Rafe, but one of the showrunners keeps giving uh, Twitter tours of of her flat. I'm loving I'm loving the community feel of this. Uh, hopefully, this is something that can be sustained over the course of the whole series. Hopefully, it gets a long run and goes far and deep, hopefully, into the whole of the story. Also, quick update on our YouTube channels. Uh, my hot take, my little quick six-minute hot take video of the Evans Field 5 casting has been posted to YouTube. Tyler did a great job with that, uh, putting that up with the, with some animations as well to follow along with, with my... Uh, with my monologue on my thoughts on the casting, well, by the way, I'm totally behind all the casting so far. Everybody so far, I'm down with. Love the diversity. Love the fact that the the younger characters are mostly unknowns, while it looks like some of the more, like Rosamund and Daniel Haney, are a little more veteran, seasoned veteran actors, so they can play off of each other in that regard. I will admit that I'm getting a little bit concerned that they have not announced a Tom Marilyn yet. I hope he doesn't get the Tom Bombadil treatment and left on the cutting room floor. I really hope that. Let's keep our fingers crossed that they're just kind of teasing us and that they have a big announcement planned for the casting of Tom. So with that, I'm going to give you a quick rundown of the counters that we've been running with so far. Uh, and if you guys want to have anything else uh, added to this list, any any other things that you want tracked, that we're going to track via each book and then via across the whole series, please drop us an email, uh, TaverenPod, without the apostrophe, so T-A-V-E-R-E-N-P-O-D at gmail.com. You can also tweet us any requests to have counted at TaverenPod. And by all means, join our Discord server. It's growing more and more every day. We love the banter. We love the back and forth. Our links for the Discord is always available. Join up and you can be branded as with spoilers or without. That's one thing that Bill, that was Bill's concoction. as a good idea so that people coming in who are wanting to be spoiler-free can be given a designation where they're not going to stumble accidentally into spoilerific uh, chats. Without further ado, here we go. As I said, we're mostly halfway through the first book, so some of these are still not a lot of not a lot of meat, some of these counters, but definitely we can start going with what we have so far. First one I have is women angrily crossing arms. And ironically, it hasn't been a big start yet. As as those who know some of the later chapters, when it's lack of a better term, more female specific groups of females that are together you'll probably get a little more bump in the counters here but as of right now i've only come across one instance of a woman angrily crossing her arms and i'm not mistaken it was egwene alvair and if i'm not mistaken again it was almost her introduction to of the character like our first viewing of the character was her standing behind her father the mayor angrily arms crossed at matt or at matt and rand when they're trying to deliver the kegs of apple cider and apple brandy. One for that so far. Next we have ignoring the weather. Once again, this is more of a... Seems to go along with those that have magic. However, I did count in Chapter 1 Tam Althor's 
Bren was commenting how much the wind was beating down on him. And he turned to see his father and he saw the cloak wisping in the breeze rather strongly. And his father was unaffected. Bill tried to uh, veto me on that one, but we went to Rich for the deciding vote and he uh, voted in favor of me. So we are officially counting Tam Al Thor as our so far only count of ignoring of the weather. So I got Rich's vote on that one, but the next category I was vetoed out. Smoothing of the dress. Now there was a scene, I want to say it was in Barillon, where Rand had come down the stairs to the main room, seeing Tom was doing his performance. I think it was the performance of The Great Hunt for the Horn, but he noticed that as he came down, eyes started to shift on him. You know, the stranger came down. Oh, what's this stranger about? So the eyes started to shift on him. And Jordan mentioned that Rand smoothed his jacket as he made his way out of the inn. And I wanted to cap that as a smoothing of the dress. Uh, alas, it was not to be. That got shot down on both count, on both of my cohorts. So as of right now, we don't have any smoothings of the dress. As we have with the angrily crossing arms, this is more of, of, of a female action that Jordan will, will have happen. And we haven't really hit the main chapters or the main parts of the book that are entirely female driven. So our next one is errant name calling, something that was rampant in the very beginning of the podcast uh, history for us was us calling the others by a different name. Now, for those of you who don't know, Bill and Rich have their own podcast called RPG Golden Years. That has been going on for roughly a year before we started up. And Rich and Rob both begin with R. So, of course, Bill would stumble across the way and refer to me as Rich uh, a few times. I think he actually did it three times in one podcast. And this podcast, the Taviren, was my first foray into the podcasting world. So my early, uh, my early recordings not only were on less than quality audio equipment, but I was nervous as hell. So I stumbled a couple times along the way. So as of right now for errant name calling, Bill is leading the way with five counts. I have messed up and called Bill by Rich's name or Rich by Bill's name three times. Rich, however, is pitching a perfect game and has not messed up a name yet. He knows who he's talking to and he gets it right every time. So our next counter, I have uh, this one is not more or less a counter, but more or less a noting when things happen. I call it wishing they were players. And I wanted to mark it down every time that one of the three boys wishes they were at good at women as the other two. And I want to make sure we get a complete set as they all wish they were as good as the others. Right now, as of this recording, I see two counts of that back in chapter four. Rand, I'm assuming when he was talking to Egwene and having a rough time with it, wishes he was as good at talking of women as Perrin was. Uh, fast forward to chapter 25, when Perrin and Egwene are now trying to make their way through, and I think they just met Elias, or just about to meet Elias at this time. Perrin wishes he was that good at talking to women as Rand was. Um, like I said, I want to try and get the full set of each one wishing they were the other. So I'm tracking that as well. It is by far one of the best dynamics in the early books that I loved. As soon as I saw this pattern come up, I thought it was brilliant. And it is true how boys think. 
oh my god, I'm so horrible. I wish I was as good as my friend was. And then the friend's saying, oh my god, I'm horrible. I wish I was as good as my friend was. As you look at it from above, you realize boys have no clue. Truer words have never been spoken. I had no game as a kid. I will wholly admit that. Next, we have Calling Rand a Sheep Herder. Now, there were a few chapters where our buddy Jamaican Land sought to take the league lead, and he and he just went at it with, with reckless abandon. And we've had a couple other counts since then. So, for Calling Rand a Sheep Herder, as of this recording, Al Lan Mandragoran has done it a whopping 14 times. Now, this may be his way of tough love and, and knowing that Rand is going to be a key player in the wheel going forward, and he's trying to whip this boy into shape. Could be tough love, could be just Lan being Lan, could be Lan trying to get this boy ready for, for manhood, which is coming real quick. Also with one count, and I'm sure more to come, is Miss Min Farshaw of Berlan. Uh, she she called him Sheep Herder once, and I'm pretty sure she's going to make a run at land for the League League there. And also with one count, and I'm going to count this because it was part of his own internal monologue while he was having one of his Balzaman dreams, Randall Thor himself referred to himself as a Sheep Herder. Land is leading that one 14 to Min's one, and Rand has one. The next count that, that was proposed by one of our listeners was interrupting our boy Loyal. Obviously, for those who are following along, that is an unknown person. So obviously we have no counts yet, but I'm going to keep track of how many times he is interrupted because I believe that I agree that's probably going to be a, a hefty number when it all comes comes down to it. Next, we have the number of times that the wheel weaves as the wheel wills is quoted. And I have believe we have only had one occurrence so far. That was Master Luhan, uh, the, the, the blacksmith of, of the Two Rivers and of Edmunds, of Edmunds Field specifically. Uh, I think he threw that quote out as the boys were leaving with Maureen and Lan in the middle of the night. The next one that we have that is going to probably align well with smoothing of the dress and angrily crossing arms is the number of times a braid is pulled. As of right now, I only have one instance. I'll give you three guesses on who it's from, but you'll only need one. Miss Nynaeve Almira has pulled her braid once so far in this book, with more to come. So I'm curious as to see if any other characters in this book at all pull their braid. So that's one thing I'm going to be keeping track of, too. Our next counter, and this one brought up by our faithful companion, Rich. Times Perrin was stupid. If you have any that we've missed, let us know, but I have two counts of Perrin was stupid. First time was in chapter 10. I have it marked, didn't sweep the barn. Land had tasked Perrin with making sure the barn was clean, clear, as that was where everybody was going to gather before heading out in the middle of the night. Perrin swept the lower sections, but didn't think to sweep the upper sections of the barn, where, of course, Tom was hiding and waiting to, to, to go along with them. Our second occurrence is in Chapter 20, as Perrin rides his horse into the Arenel. You know, granted he was being chased by Trollocs and whatnot, but not being tracking of what's in front of you, and the fact that he lost his horse, his cloak, I think he lost his flint, nearly lost his axe. Yes, time Perrin was stupid, riding your horse into the river. And then our last counter I have so far 
is the times that blood and bloody ashes or simply bloody ashes has been quoted, which, as we know, in the world of Wheel of Time is considered rather foul language. Of course, the man leading the league there is Matram Kathan, the boy trying to be a man, talking talking like a man. I, I, I could say curse words now because I'm, I'm pretty much a man now. So I have him saying that eight times. Tied for second, we have Rand Althor and Tom Marilyn, each with two. Odds are Rand was saying it at something stupid that Matt did. And Tom pretty much just at the boys in general for the fact that they're just wool-headed sheep herders. And then each with one uh, uttering of the phrase bloody ashes, we have Tam Althor, Alan Mandragoran, and Perrin Ibarra. Perrin is the one, I actually forgot where he had said it, but he did say it. You'd have to do a lot to make him curse. So whatever happened there, I'm going to assume was pretty severe. So those are the counters that we're tracking as of right now. Um, if we ever have another one of these instances where I can stop in and do a quick recap, be glad to do it. Also, if there are any other things that you wanted uh, tracked, feel free to let us know. I have no problem going back through what we've read and, and, and catching up on something if you wanted to see how many times this was done or that was said or, or whatever. Feel free to tie your end pod, tie your end pod at gmail.com, Discord. Bring it. We can do it. We can do it. We'll, we'll make it work. That's pretty much all I have for right now. Thanks for listening to this, as I meant, shortened version. Sorry that we couldn't get at least two of us together at the same time, but such is the way, especially when one of us is on a whole other continent. But it happens. We will be coming back strong, strong, and better than ever for next week. We're not sure if we're going to double up next week or maybe even triple up, but we'll see. We don't want we don't want to cut out too much content because, you know, like I said, next week or next chapter is is our first introduction of the Tinkers, so we want to give them their proper due. If you haven't already known, uh, we all have all kinds of different podcasts. As I mentioned before, uh, Bill and Rich have RPG The Golden Years. Believe it or not, that trek on that podcast is longer than this one. We are, what, 25, 24, 25 chapters into over 700 chapters of The Wheel of Time. They are maybe 15, 16 games into their jaunt of about 500 games, I think it is. And these aren't short, these aren't short games. These are role-playing games. They're more longer in the tooth. So God bless them. I have a second podcast I do with my son, Alex. It's called Mario Talk. Still only two episodes in, but... Feel free to check it out. Let us know what you think. Uh, share the love there as well. Bill, my God, Bill has started yet another podcast. I'm going to try and pull this from memory, Bill. Correct me if I've missed any. He's got our Peggy the Golden Years. He's got Taverana Wheel of Time podcast. He does his audio-only X-plays, uh, AOXP as he calls them, where he's play a video game, record himself audio only playing a video game and commenting on it as he plays. He has an Attack on Titan anime uh, podcast he just started, which he's going to release any month. And he just started another another video game-themed podcast called The Bestiary. Hit it till it dies. That's a quick little five, six-minute podcast on which him and Troy from Troidal Power kind of go over Final Fantasy VII monsters. Each pod is, is relegated to one specific monster while they'll Go over to the description and where you would find it, the best strategies to to 
to kill it. Kind of give the enemies there their proper due as well. And I'm sure he's got other podcasts. That Dead, po- Dead Podcast Society, I think, is another one of his. That man is a glutton for punishment. Yes, he has a full-time job outside of podcasting. Yes, he has a family. The man must have a time machine. That's my only thing. He's able to stop time to be able to do all this. That's my only theory on that. Anyway, all right, I've rambled on long enough. Guys, rate and review our podcast. Give us some love. Share share us out there with any of you real-time fans out there that don't know about us. We're still working on adding more content. Um, we're going to get my readings with Rob's put out on YouTube as well in nice little bite-sized chunks for you. Just, just rate and review and give us some love. We're working on other projects as well to try and get more exposure and, and bring you guys more content on this great, great, great world and 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 landscape that 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 robert jordan has created all right with that i'm going to say take care guys i appreciate the time and uh we will be back next week thank you guys take care bye now that our heroic trio have left the familiar confines of the two rivers they find themselves being chased by all sorts of denizens of the Dark One. Our party has been scattered, and the boys separated from Marvrain and Lan. Let us hope that luck, or some other force, can keep them safe. Uh, Bill? Bill? Billiam! Put that dagger down! You have no idea where in creation that's been! No, no, Rich. I, I don't have an extra cloak with me. Maybe if you didn't ride your horse straight into the Arenel, you wouldn't have this problem, hmm? For crying out loud, Robert, I know that girl from Berlon said weird things to you, but you shouldn't let it get under your skin so much. What are you, Eleven? You all remind me of a younger version of myself. Why, back in Watch Hill, I would... friends, this is Troidal Power, host of the Troidal Power Presents the Power Playthroughs podcast with Troidal Power, a podcast where I, your host, Troidal Power, play through games in a powerful way. And I'm inviting you to listen to Troidal Power Presents the Power Playthroughs podcast with Troidal Power, a podcast where I, your host, Troidal Power, play through games in a powerful way. You can find it and a lot of other weird shows at probablywork.com. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com.